This is the Mormon Mixed Faith Marriage Podcast with Certified Life Coach, Brooke Booth, episode number 14. We'll talk about forgiveness today. So I read a post on Facebook recently where one spouse posted that their spouse told them this, I would not have married you if I would have known that you would not believe in the church. Now, unfortunately, I do not think this is an uncommon sentiment in a mixed faith marriage, and I can pretty much confirm that I heard it from my own husband in a moment of brutal honesty when we were in the thick of my own mixed faith, my own faith transition in our beginning of our own mixed faith marriage. And I'll be honest, it hurt a lot to hear that. It created a story I started to tell myself about our marriage. Story went something like this. If the only reason you married me is because I was Mormon, then where does that leave us now? Right? And answer that question, it only leads to a whole bunch of painful thoughts. Will you leave? Is this the end? So you're only staying because you're entrapped in this marriage and not because you want to be in this marriage? They're all painful thoughts. Now, believing spouses can have this exact same situation, too, where the transitioning spouse says something unkind, not helpful, and then they tell themselves stories about that. So one thing I've definitely heard is the transitioning spouse may say, how can you support a church that is racist and sexist? And this may create a whole train of thoughts in a believing spouse's head. You know, for instance, my spouse thinks I'm racist and sexist. They must despise me and on and on. And this, these two situations, this is where I think, and situations like them, plenty of those. This is where I think forgiveness really comes into play. This is where forgiveness is such a powerful tool. So I have a slightly different take on forgiveness than you might hear in Sunday school. Okay. The way I teach it, forgiveness is an act of radical self-love. It is for you. Now, it doesn't mean that what your spouse did or said was okay. It doesn't mean that you're okay or what you're okay with what they did or said. It doesn't mean that you were not hurt or that it doesn't matter. It means that you are ready to let go of the pain that you and only you feel and move on to a better feeling place. Now, hear that one. That one's a little unique. We're the only ones who feel our own hurt and pain. Our spouses don't feel it. And I'll talk more about that here in a minute. So the reason I practice forgiveness is twofold. One, because it feels better, right? I feel the hurt and the grief, not my spouse. Sometimes we hold on to these hurt feelings and this hurtful thinking because we, we believe it somehow punishes our spouse. It doesn't. It only hurts us. We are the only ones in our bodies feeling our emotions. The other reason I practice forgiveness is I don't act how I want to act when I'm holding on to hurt and pain. Hurt people hurt people. 
like when I'm holding on to hurt and pain, I'm snarky, spiteful, passive aggressive, moody, all of those things. So forgiveness helps me show up in a more conscious way in my marriage where I'm not ruled by my unprocessed emotions and I'm able to act how I want to act instead of reacting from my hurt and my pain and my frustration. And guess what? My marriage needs me to show up better. I want to show up better. I want to forgive and let go of hurt so I can show up better. So often we hold on to our pain and we feel justified in doing it. It becomes our little wubby, our little blanket. I My daughter had a little blanket when she was a baby. She called it her kiki. She still has it, you know, 15 years later. And a lot of times our hurt becomes these little security blankets we carry around. But the problem is those blankets, you've seen them, they get dirty and smelly. They don't help us feel empowered or act empowered. They don't smell good. They don't actually help us when we continue to hold on to that hurt and the pain. So if you can just put down the hurt, if you, then great. If you can't, I want you to consider this. You are not a doormat by letting go of the hurt. Remember, you benefit from forgiveness primarily. This is an act of radical self-love. Consider this too. You will hurt others if you remain in hurt. You'll hurt children, spouse, parents, coworkers, because our pain, it seeps out of us if it's not processed. Or it'll hurt ourselves. It, this is the one I like the most. It feels so good to put down our pain because it opens us up to solutions. It opens us up to compassion. It opens us up to kindness. It opens us up to generosity. So you may be thinking, okay, Brooke, great. I'm sold on this. How do I forgive? This is the part of the work I do with my clients. I'll explain here the general concepts, like the rough outline. But a lot of times this work, often we need some assistance to really work through it and be successful. And here are the three steps. When you have to process your emotions, you can't ignore them. You can't resist them. You can't react to them. Well, you can. It's just not as helpful in the forgiveness process. So if you truly want to forgive, processing emotions is key. Then you need to recognize what you're thinking that caused the pain. That story you're telling yourself that's causing you this world of hurt, you got to take a look at that. And then replace those thoughts with new thoughts that create better feeling emotions. Now this is the process. And I, like I said, it, I help people go through this process as a coach because I want to talk now about the benefits of forgiveness. So if we go back to the post that the person said, I would not have married you if I would have known you would not believe in the church. When you've forgiven, when you've really gone through this process successfully, you've processed the emotions, reframed the story you tell yourself, uh, reach for a better feeling emotion with better feeling thoughts, then the story you tell yourself is not as painful. And you can, when say your spouse does say something like that or something that that um, you believe causes you hurt, you can move through it with so much more grace and so much less drama. So beginning 
beginning ways of moving through that, you might be able to tell yourself, well, he was hurting when he said that. Or I would have said the same thing that the roles were reversed. And I realize these are somewhat apologetic, but if they help, they help, right? If they can get you moving forward, if they help, they help, right? And the next step I like to, now I like to focus on like the hundred amazing things in my marriage instead of the one lousy comment. And that's what I'm talking about here. When I'm talking about this, I'm not talking about a pattern of emotional abuse. I'm talking about these one-off lousy comments that cause us so much pain and hurt. So I decide to focus on the hundred amazing things instead of the one lousy comment. I decide that that one comment is not the sum of our relationship. I, I may make a list of all the amazing things he has said to me. Like just this morning, he told me I looked great while I was doing yoga the night before he laughed so hard at a joke I made at dinner. We were eating dinner alone, which is super rare since we have four kids at home. And he commented it would be like this when we were empty nesters. And I, of course, pointed out the only difference would be he'd be the one cooking dinner and not me because I had surely reached my quota. It was kind of funny at the time. But I focus on those things, those things that are amazing in our marriage instead of the one thing that's just not so amazing. Because forgiveness is an act of radical self-love. It feels better in my body and in my life when I focus on those 100 good things and let go of the pain of the one or two or 10 things even that feel lousy. Now, some may say love is blind, but I say love is smart and selective. Like it's smart and selective. It focuses on the 100 great things instead of the 10 lousy things. Because it helps me feel my best in my marriage so I can my best. So if you're in pain because your spouse said something really hurtful in your faith transition or about their faith transition, forgiveness can be a really powerful tool to heal your marriage. A really powerful tool. And if you need help really going through this process of forgiveness and figuring out how to process and figure out the stories you're telling yourself and figure out how to reframe those and and figure out how to act better because you're feeling so much better. This is so much of the work I do with my clients. It's powerful work. It's transformative work. And the best thing is it's work that really helps your marriage. You're able to forgive these things and act so much better in your marriage. It's the best medicine to really move your marriage to a healthy, powerful, thriving place. If you're ready to start doing this work, I start a group coaching program called Strengthening Your Mixed Faith Marriage in February of 2022. You're going to want to be in that group program. Most of my one-on-one spots are full. They're hard to get, but you can join that group coaching program and I will teach you these things. We will talk about these things. We will coach on these things. All you need to do is go to my website, brookeboothcoaching.com, and grab a free call. I offer just a few, but grab one of those free calls. Let's talk, you and I, get to know each other, see if you're a good fit for my coaching, see if this is what you need to really help and help and strengthen your mixed faith marriage. Probably is. It's a great program. Uh, starting February 2022, go to my website, grab a free call. Let's talk and see if you're a good fit for that. Maybe one-on-one coaching is a better fit for you. We can get you on the wait list for that too. Not a problem. 
Okay, wishing you the very best with your mixed faith marriages. Bye-bye.